Triple M Breakfast with Seb Costello and Lawrence Mooney can be heard on Triple M in Melbourne from 6 till 9. Or you can hear it right here in this podcast. Thanks to Mighty Helpful, Mighty 10. They're the local business that values having yours. Check out your local store online. Happy Friday, guys. She is uh, lining us up and pointing us in the right direction. Seb, we have been... <laughs> We've been directionless. We don't know our boundaries. Now we've got a woman <laughs> to tell us what to do. Really? I'm not sure you've come to the right place. <laughs> I'm not sure directing and boundaries are my uh, two strong points, they but thanks, so. Loz. Now we, I, remember a point, I remember a time when you used to have a red and a yellow card. Do you remember that? <laughs> I used to because I worked with four boys and they mm. were out of control, so if they were rude... Uh, I'd Boom. give them a yellow card, and then if they were really bad, they got a red card. Red and they had card, to leave and they were off. They were out, card. and at some st- sometimes all four of them would be out, and I'd be in here on my own going, "That's a red card. You're out for five. Yeah, men love boundaries, and often women give men boundaries because men are bad at giving men boundaries. Because if a man messes up, what does a man do? Do it again. <laughs> Men Do are it like, again. Hey, Robbo, come and have a look at this. <laughs> no, bring your brother. Have a look at this. Do you do you have boundaries? I have boundaries given to me by my wife. Uh, do you give yourself boundaries? My a friend of mine recently said to me, "Do you think you have a lot of freedom in your marriage?" And I said, "Yes, I do." <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, that's what a rhino at an open range zoo thinks." <laughs> but he's not in Africa. He's in Werribee. And he bumps his head into an electric fence occasionally. And, and then it's time to go to Bunnings. Good morning, that's everyone. My, that's, that's my it. marriage. That's and, my marriage. It's like, well, I'm free. Uh, I'm free. Just, <laughs> okay, we're off to Freedom Furniture. I feel like I'm the third member of this team now. Oh, no, Pre- you're not. No, 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 you, I you, came you in last. You've in there. It's like. Bridget Duclos no, and no. Lawrence. Oh. It's like Sean it's Connery like in that King Arthur movie. You know, it's and Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. No. I'm the special guest. Yes. Special guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you if go. you get yeah. and, it I'm means Heather you're the man. Lockley-er. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 90210. <laughs> yeah. Melrose Place. Yes, you yeah. are. Yes, you are. It's you're Heather. It's special. Oh. Might have been the Robin Hood Ooh. movie. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, guys, are we all getting our uh, Chinese language in order for footy to get over? Boom. All right, we're in. Book the tickets. AFL football heading to China potentially by next season to see a game featuring the Port Adelaide Football Club and a yet-to-be-named opponent. China and India, massive, massive expanding middle class, Mm. and what they want to be is Western. They are consuming beef. You talk to anyone in the beef industry, India, China, they're consuming wine, they want to speak English, and they want to pretend to be like us. Well, already. They want to eschew their Chinese culture, and I reckon AFL... Football is, it's, it's, it's a genius decision. Look, I might be going against company line here, but I don't get it. I don't understand why we, why, wh- AFL is the Australian Football League mm. and it's a lovely game. It's played all around Australia. Why is this push to take it internationally? Because I'll be honest with you, ping pong is what they play in China. Mm. Ping pong and they do it very, very well. Other people call it table tennis. Mm. Well, I'll I'll go with um, the mayor of uh, Shanghai, London. Oh, Boris, Boris, Boris Johnson. Mm. He said, "Ping pong's coming home when uh, they won the twenty twelve Olympic Games because it's an English game." Is it stolen by the <gasps> Chinese? 
Is that right? That's a bombshell that, drop to you. You read that on a tomato sauce bottle, didn't you? No, That's it was great. an English game. He, he said, <laughs> and and I want to say that ping pong is coming home. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what a special moment. Seb, what well, do you think? You well, Bridge, I will say I this. I spoke yesterday it. to Jamie P, who is the foremost Australian rules commentator in the Chinese language. He is a Chinese-born fellow, moved here at 13, won an under-14s flag for Keysborough and has never looked back as wow. a being a footy yeah. fan. Lovely bloke, lovely bloke. So he's got a vested and, interest. And he, well, well, let's listen to a bit of his work first and foremost. Oh, I like it. A bit of Jamie. Now he So you said, just can't just make your R's, L's and hope to get uh, ahead in commentary. And, <laughs> no. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> no, you can't do that. I, I, I don't. My man Jamie doesn't sound anything like that. But no, the no. Um, the uh, no, he, his point is the Chinese that live here, who is quite a large community, they live in Australia. They live yeah. in Australia, and still, always has been. Yes, what? Always has been. I mean, we the Chinese migrated here before the English. Yeah, but that's fine. The Chinese get to watch AFL in Australia. That's okay. Yeah. Right. But he says that because they still look to the uh, home country as being, you know, sort of the home of where, you know, their culture and their families and all that lies, to see football being played in their home country is actually a roundabout way of paying enormous respect to the Chinese who live here. Okay. Well, that's saying it a little bit differently. Oh, okay. That's saying it, it differently. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a circuitous route, but I yeah. get Because yeah. they going. still get the Chinese news through cable satellite to their homes here okay. in Mulgrave. They've and, always been tremendous you know, migrators, the yeah. Chinese. May and if they I see ask, that on Chinese news. Who plays – how many teams in China – Play AFL? Are there are there teams that play AFL? There's at least two competitions I'm aware of. There's really? a South China AFL and a Guangdong AFL. Wow, a Guangdong mm. AFL. You have got your finger on the you pulse know your of Chinese, Chinese AFL. Mm. Wow, the it. Guandong and what are they, what's their nickname? <laughs> no, this the is where Guangdong Raiders or <laughs> the Guangdong Dim Sum. <laughs> well, the Guangdong good... Peking Duck. <laughs> Of course, it'd be Beijing duck now. Um, yeah, that is true. Mm. Um, it, look, it's interesting. I, I, I don't get it. Why Port Adelaide too? What, what, what's Chinese about Port Adelaide? What? No, yeah, I, I reckon. I reckon the question why Port Adelaide is just enough. <laughs> Why? Why it's a good point. And part of the reason is this was a club that was on the bones of its A double crooked letter a few years ago, mm. but they've found a little way to supplement the whole organisation by reaching out to China. So before this game was signed, they'd already stitched up a deal with CCTV, which is the Chinese number one channel, their equivalent of the ABC, to broadcast a 20 part documentary series on the Port Adelaide Football Club and have a few games going back to China as well. You know, Basic marketing says if you can sell something in China, you're going to make a lot of money. Yes. There's six billion people there. Yeah. No, you make a valid point. I just still don't see why. No, not. <laughs> After that's, all that's, your that's valid the points, of the earth. Um, uh, oh, one billion. One point one billion. Oh, really? I believed it's, you. It was a six billion. Yeah, but no, anyway, there's look, a lot of people there. Yeah, I, I like the idea that they're doing out of respect to the Chinese people here. I do like that. I just can't see the point of expanding the game. All around the world because we've got a nice little setup yeah, here. You're a St Kilda supporter, though. You can't. Oh yeah, and what's wrong with that? No, I yeah, yeah I don't see. I don't think you see much, really. <laughs> We're going to ask Kevin Sheedy about this a little bit later on because Sheeds is coming on the program and he's always said that the entire round one should be played overseas. So we'll get to the bottom of that, guys. Tomorrow it is World Record Store Day to celebrate the return of vinyl records. In fact, Australia has the highest growth of vinyl sales anywhere in the world. 
Yeah, they're really popular again, aren't they? We really do enjoy spinning a disc. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of the Prime Minister. In a moment, I reckon Malcolm Turnbull might even name his favourite vinyl of all time. In the meantime, let's, guys, plenty Let's not of... pretend that I'm not here, Sebastian. I've joined... <laughs> The Triple M <laughs> breakfast team. I just think it's remarkable. In, in Ed's absence, I think you need a leader. <laughs> How and you were in China eight hours ago and now you're here in the well, studio. Well, I was on RAAF1 and there's a supersonic jet. <laughs> they do really great work. Has the, the food improved? Mr. Rudd, your predecessor, didn't like the no, food no. on RAAF1. No. Well, I, of course, have enjoyed some crispy pork belly married <laughs> with a Pinot Grigio <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. I'm pleased to hear it. Well, you can check out, Mr. Prime Minister, a couple of the events around town. Greville Records in Piranha celebrating World Record Store Day. One of my favourite record stores. I like Greville Records. I like Greville Street. Yeah. It's very quixotic. Where where is Greville Street, uh, Mr. Turnbull? Well, it runs between Punt Road and uh, Chapel Street. I'm familiar Mm. familiar with the village mentality down here in Melbourne. (laughs) Well, Dan Kelly, Tim Rogers, and the Sugar Canes among the acts down there also lost in the fact- Sugar Canes, one of your favourite bands, are they, Seb? Oh. Name their two no, first look, two albums. I'm pumping them up, but I'm not too familiar. Rosie, okay. you got anything to add on the Sugar Canes? Ah, uh, well, they're all doing David Bowie songs tomorrow oh, at Greville Street still? for Warwick. Yes, um, of course, David yeah, still, was a great still, yeah. pioneer <laughs> in, in music. Mm. Man sadly lost at the age of 69. Mm. Uh, will there be ever a rival at any of these stores? Because that was my first vinyl. <laughs> That's a good Well, vinyl. we all love that album cover with ABBA in a helicopter yes, yes. on the front of the, the album cover there. I, I'm, a, of course, a big fan of Australian music. Uh, I'm mental as anything is my favourite <laughs> band because oh. uh, it How so fishing. reminds me of Tony Abbott. Uh, <laughs> mental as anything. Go for a swim. Go for a swim, Tony. Try and stop the boats. It's the Manly Ferry. Don't stop that one. Hey, uh, Tara, what's the latest? What's the 60 minutes I'm latest? I'm concerned. This is a yeah, serious situation. It continues mm. to, I guess, work its way through the courts. Because yesterday, across- I've got to, I, I want to you know, give you a clip on the way through here, Seb Costello, employee of the Nine Network, but mm. also Triple M. So where does your allegiance lie? Are you going to break the story here? Or are you going to be loyal to your other employees? What story are you talking about? I'm talking about the 60-minute story because there's more to it than meets the eye. Do you know more than I do? Well, well your father, apparently, <laughs> oh, according okay. to Damon Johnson yesterday, he kept using the surname Costello, has some kind of position of power at the Nine Network, like you haven't been on the phone to him and discussed what's happening in Beirut. Uh, let's set this up. We're talking about, of course, the 60 Minutes crew over there in Beirut, Tara Brown, along with Stephen Rice, her producer, David Borman, the soundo, and one of the cameramen as well, currently yes. in custody as a result of the Kidnapping gone wrong, as it's been described. Now, Seb, <clears throat> rumours are that uh, Channel 9 staff, every member of the Channel 9 staff received an email yesterday regarding uh, the 60 Minutes fiasco. Can you confirm or deny? Uh, yes. Yeah, ha- I think we all you got received an, an email. We all got an email. Who from, was it from? What did the email from say? From the CEO, Hugh Marks. Yep, the yep. new CEO. Now, can you please read that email to us? Uh, I'm not, am I allowed? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, come on. Look, I mean, look, otherwise we can ring Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> <laughs> or because Ouch. because because <laughs> did that hurt? That did or, really hurt. It's up to you. Or it's because you the nine or network, Carl. 
the Nine Network at the moment is leaking like the Liberal Party. Yes. <laughs> and, and we've all received the email, so you can read it out or yeah. I'll read it out. Yeah. No. Come well, on, Sam. Well, uh, well uh, Tom Stefanovic read a bit of it on the news last night. Tom so Stefanovic. Is Tom his third brother? Tom Steinford read a bit of it. You've got me rattled, guys. <laughs> we have. Come on, Sam. We've got you in a corner. Right. I'm rattled. You won't be in trouble. Just read. Ropes. read us a bit. Come yeah, on. that'll be the that'll be my excuse. Bridge said you won't be in trouble. Um, well, look, yes, we received this email. Uh, mm. It was an update. Uh, look, I'll read a little bit of it, not all of it, but yes, Darren Wick, who is the so this is Hugh Marks. Darren Wick, who is the news director of the Nine Network, my mm. boss and the biggest genius in Australian TV news. Oh, there we go. He's Boy. arrived. No, no, I believe Jeez. that. He, I don't think that's smoke. in the email, though, is it? That's is, not is, a, is no. that part of the email? It's like in brackets, <laughs> can you blow smoke up the asses of everyone at Channel 9? <laughs> can you just read us the email? Do you email? want me to read this yeah, email? But yeah, not, please, but don't without please. the smoke. No, well. All right, here we go. Mooney, bloody hell. Read some emails I've been receiving about you. Um, <laughs> I'm with here. The, with the pictures attached. Uh, okay. Darren Wick arrived in Beirut <laughs> on Monday and has had regular but brief visits with Tara, Stephen, Ben and Tangles, who is David Borman, the soundo, mm-hmm. albeit not with the opportunity to speak with them privately. Mm. They're in good health, generally good spirits, and are detained in reasonable conditions mm-hmm. and being well treated by local officials. Right. This is Mark's. They're oh. in jail in Beirut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I That's... know there are lots of questions about how this happened. Yes. Questions we will get to the bottom of when everyone gets back. It's essential that we do whatever we can to help facilitate our crew's fastest possible return to Australia. Yeah, we, but you know what? They're not coming back for ten to twenty. Well, they should be, Lawrence, because they uh, they facilitate. No, don't dance a on kidnapping. the grave because it's a sixty minutes crew. No, 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 I'm but, not but, dancing on any. You are. You're grave. getting a perverse excitement out of this. No, and no, at the end I'm of the not. day, there's but, four people whose families are back here in Australia who we need to get back. But there's four on. people in jail because someone at sixty minutes decided. To facilitate a kidnapping on foreign but soil. Is that helpful though to conduct this witch hunt about who should be sacked and no, who no, shouldn't? No, Someone no, needs no, to put just, their hand yeah, up. Yeah, but how about we just try Can and get four card, people Rosie? who are in prison <laughs> <laughs> to, put their hand to get out of there first <laughs> before you start enjoying this too much? Listen, listen to me for one minute. <laughs> They are saying, Channel 9 are basically saying that they're not going to start the sack people or work out who did what, but they still haven't, Seb, they still haven't come out and said. What it happened, did. and that is what everybody wants. And you like agree? Damon Johnson, the editor said, of yeah. Australia's what's more largest here, circulated what's newspaper, said yesterday, Channel Nine have not denied uh, what went on. They have okay? to say something. So you can dance yeah. around it all you like. What, I'm not dancing I'm, around. What it. I'm alleging is that they facilitated a kidnapping. Oh. Yeah, well, on I hope you got proof soil. for that. But on, yeah, with what, the, what, on with the email. You know I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. All right. Now, no, Lawrence. You, you saw what happened. You don't know who set it up and who organised it. But what is more important here, to get to the bottom of what happened or to get four people whose families are beside themselves home from Lebanon to be safe where they need to be? What's more important here? They're answering serious charges. What's more yeah, important? Yeah, yeah. No, you no, no. What, but... what, what, what is more important is that is, they So are you given... can enjoy and laugh and no, have a no, good time I'm, at I'm these people's expense. No. I think it's a fairly negative attitude yeah, to have. But I think you're both, they missing, be given... you're both missing the point. Channel 9 have to say something. They have to say something. Yeah, that's right. I'll, they have I'll to leave say a long silence till Channel 9 fill the gap. Where is the CEO of Channel 9? It's not in their interest to fill the gap. Their interest is to get their employees home and safely to their families. And then they can can do what's beneficial for you, Lawrence. In the meantime, they'll do what's beneficial for their employees. That, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But they're in prison. 
There's four people in prison. But let's over be there. honest, Let, let's be let's be serious about this now. Four people are in prison in Lebanon, facing charges of kidnapping. Yeah, we know that. That's nothing new. I'll go back to the nothing email. New. I'll that go back, email. To back to the email. Lars, <laughs> back to the email. And it just finishes okay. off by saying, if you want to send them a message or to one of their families, you can, and then puts an email address there oh, for an employee. Hello. Well, I'd like to send a message to Tara Brown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of course you wouldn't. No. Uh, all right. Okay. So, all right. Well, can we do that? Can you? Can you write it what during you your song? Can you, can you, are you going to do a... Um... Can, can I write it in a letter? <laughs> Yeah. No, let's let, just let's make it a voice message. You're going to send her a message. Yeah. All right. Okay. Because you talked about jail love yesterday. Jail love. I I I I feel like you you're slighting my affection for Tara Brown here. <laughs> I tell tense. you what, it's got a little bit hot in here. It's got a little bit hot. It started really nicely because yeah. we're standing. But uh, we're, we're not standing either side of the divide on the sixty minutes thing. But it is the biggest story in Australia at the moment. Tara Brown is in prison. Three of her crew are imprisoned. They are, they're possibly going to serve a long time because they're on charges of kidnapping. Can I ask a question, Loss? If it was uh, Liz Hayes in prison, would I be as would you emotional? Be, uh, would you be of as course. emotional? Because I get the feeling you've got a bit of a thing for Tars. No, if it was Liz Hayes, it was Tracy Grimshaw. Yep. It was Helen Kapalos. What about, uh, <laughs> I don't think she ever worked for 60 Yana years. Vent. But, Yana Vent. Oh, yeah. George Negus? George. It was George. <laughs> I'd be very emotional. <laughs> I'd be very upset. Uh, all right. Uh, well, you want to um, obviously reach out to Tara because I want to reach they're, out. They're, Channel 9 are encouraging it, Seb. You, there is a, an opportunity. I want to wrap her in my big warm arms and just to say here at Triple M, we're thinking about you, Tara. Oh. Dear Tara. We want you to know that everyone here at Triple M is sending you our best. I know that it's tough because you've got cockroach-infested food and, you know, you're separated from your family and stuff. But, you know, I mean, kidnapping people in a foreign country, it's risky. But Orange is the New Black is my favourite show, so I just want to be your pen pal. Tara Brown, we love you. Good luck, and we hope to see you home soon. And if not, we'll keep sending you letters from Triple M. What I love is you're scribbling. You've got the writing underneath you talking. Uh, that was a beautiful emotional... Um, Absolutely. I don't know if I would have brought up the cockroach-infested food, but, you know. Are you a fan of Orange is the New Black? <laughs> not enough to uh, write to her, no. No, it's... Uh... It's one of the really middle-class soft porn, really. However, <laughs> however, Wentworth, I am a massive fan of. Oh, how about Wentworth? It's a bit dirtier. It's, I played, I, I had a part on Wentworth. What did, did you, you do? What did you play? I was the heroin-dealing English teacher. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> and, no, this is in my actual, this is a part, <laughs> not my real life. I was the heroin-dealing English teacher that was dealing heroin for sexual favours. Oh. My <laughs> anger. <laughs> was this acting? Yeah, my oh. anger came when I got on set. I was like, where is my sex scene? They said, there's no there's sex scene. There's not one. Said, yeah, but come on. Why is there a cheeky, you know, something going on between the bookshelves? You could not library? pay an actress enough to have a sex scene with you, Mooney. <laughs> so we've got yeah. Sheeds coming up next, guys. Yeah, I'm a bit scared of Kevin Sheedy. <laughs> I am. I always have been. He's, Why are you scared I, of Kevin Sheedy? I've always been scared of him. Why? I don't know. It's something, well, I do know. Um, he, um, well, do you want, well, will yeah. we go into this Some now? history? Well, no, well, sort of. Um, I had an ex-husband once and he played for Essendon. Yes, and he did. he did not get the picked. The great Mick Thompson. He didn't get picked. 
It was the grand final. Number 34. What year was the grand final? 84, 85. 84 or 5, one of them. Yep. Anyway, there were two. Is that much I cared? There were two of them. Maybe that's why your marriage didn't last (laughs) because he was an AFL footballer and you didn't give a stuff. Well, I didn't know he was an AFL. I didn't care. You should have. So I met him after. But the story goes Kevin Sheedy, there were two of them in the dressing room. No, two people, and one of them got to play. And they both sat there all dressed up in their outfits. Uh, ready to go in their in their nice Essendon suits, and uh, he picked the other one. Right. So I've had a bone with him for well, some time. Well, it's it's very nice to have him back at the club. I've got to say, a man who needs no introduction. Once again, but from the Essendon anyway. Football Club. <laughs> Morning, Kevin Sheedy. Morning, everybody. How is it in there? Ah, uh, it's great, Kev. How are you? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm very good. <laughs> now, Kev, <laughs> crafty. We have. Uh, the, the Mighty Bombers picked up four points when we were expected to go winless for the season. I was sitting with you at the chairman's lunch when we beat Melbourne, and uh, it's great to have you back at the club and around. Are we going to win this weekend? Oh, we've got a good chance. Because what happens is people think they've got the points before the game even starts. Mm. Doesn't work so like that. Well, sometimes, you know, I've played in very good sides. I've coached very good sides. We thought we probably should win the game, and we didn't. Mm. So you never know what happens between the ears, do you? No. Of course, it's the country game, Sheets. Tell us all about this. This is your brainchild. Well, I think it's um, everybody's brainchild, really, in the end, but I'll probably push it a bit because it's, I think it's – I just think country people sort of have been forgotten a lot through these hard times over – the floods and the droughts and the bushfires have been diabolical, haven't they? Mm. And uh, I, I reckon that um, with 8.6 million people not living in the cities of Australia and they've been feeding us for 200 years, I think we probably actually should say hello sometime and thank them. Well, I reckon what the really good idea about this too, uh, Kev, is the farmer's market where you can buy all this beautiful farmery type food uh, at the game. I think it looks... To me, if uh, eventually I'd love to get all the major cities around the country and and have their themselves represented all the way along the, the from Federation Square right up to MCG and in the end have a state of origin country game before this uh, Essendon Geelong game. If we can get that up, then I know that we're really at home. Yeah, I reckon you need a bush dance to really make it feel properly country. <laughs> well, we got oh, Johnny. yeah, a bit of boot scooting. Yeah, a bit bridge. of boot scooting. Yeah. we got Johnny Williamson. Grab your partners, one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, we've also got a lot of tickets to give away to this game, so keep listening. You'll have a chance. Now, Sheeds, I've got to ask you one difficult question. Can a player, hypothetically, captain aside, and commence legal action against them at the same time? Ooh. Dyson, well, I think we're just about to find out, aren't we? Mm. I just think we're probably just going to find out I think that's probably a manage, management uh, person trying to look at making sure that his uh, client, i.e. player, is looked after correctly and um, and do the right thing. I think the, the club, being its own right, would um, have a look at it with common sense and mm. see what is the best way through this. Mm. People are listening to you down at Essendon now, Kevin Sheedy. Uh, yes, after, I know that, I know that. And after, <laughs> I love and, the way you say now. Ignominious <laughs> exit in, uh, what, 2007? Are you saying that they haven't been listening to yeah. Well, they ignored you for a while. Have you got James Heard on speed dial? Do you speak to James? No, no, I don't have James Heard on speed dial, but I'm quite happy to talk to James anytime he rings or we want to go out and have dinner or lunch. I've always thought James Heard has been a fantastic player for our club and um, probably done the hardest three years in coaching history that you'd ever, ever have. Have you got John Warsfield on speed dial? 
No, I don't get there and sit down and hold their hands. They know how to live their life. So Warsfold's a, a twice uh, a grand final coach. He's uh, got a, a strong record. He's a, a good, strong person. We needed a person like that back at Essendon to get this club in the shape of a playing side of it. So I think it's been a good appointment. Well, who have got you? Who is on your speed dial? My wife. Oh, that's a good yes. choice. <laughs> and no doubt his very talented daughter, Jess, too, who is dominating oh, yes. in the current affair office in at Channel 9. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of people at Channel 9 and out there at the moment. They're overseas, but anyway. Oh, hello. <laughs> Did you get the email? Oh, Sheeds, you're, hey, rude. you're supposed to be on my side here, Sheeds. You're oh. part of the extended family. Yeah, I know. That. I'm sorry about that. I just every now and then just make a slip up. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sheedy, good to chat. No worries. Good luck, guys. See, See you, Sheeds. Charlie is how old, Bridge? Uh, my son, Charlie, is uh, 16 and nearly 17. And did you know... Well, you'd know this, Lozzie. You've got a 16-year-old, haven't you? They can drive at 16, They're allowed they? to drive. We Ooh. weren't allowed to drive at 16. No, we had to wait till 17 yes. and three quarters before, before we got That's our learner's right. permit. That's right. And this but is we a didn't have to do thing. 120 hours either. No. no. Well, look, everyone has their stresses in life, and this is mine. Uh, he, on his 16th birthday, ran into Vic Rhodes and came home a couple of hours later after filling in some sort of questionnaire with a couple of L-plates. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Mum, here we go. Which means he's about six months ahead of me because I have been sanctioned off the roads by uh, oh, the so you judiciary. Can't, you can't take your daughter uh, driving at no, the I moment. Can't. No, well, I can't. Someone, I, I someone else has to teach her. Well, I wish someone else would teach mine because let me tell you, it is a horrific thing. Now, here's the first thing I did wrong. I stupidly, I had a, a roomy sort of family car and I forgot all about this instructing thing and I got rid of that and changed it. From Let's call car. it a Tarago. Well, Let's call it a Tarago. No, 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 it wasn't you a Tarago. You got a big dented Tarago. No, it was not a Tarago. It was like a, some sort of masadery thing. Anyway, I've got a little car. Now, my son's six foot four. Right. Is he really? Yeah, he's an overgrown teenager, six foot four. So trying to get him to squeeze into this little car is like watching Mr. Incredibles, you know, in that scene <laughs> yeah. when he gets in the car. So his yeah. head touches the top. And his feet are sort of like right beyond the pedals. Right. A bad start, okay? Bad start. It's not good. His little hormonal, hormonal brain's being hit on the top while we're trying <laughs> yeah, to learn to drive. you got to have some space for a start. And then... He... So we're we talking a manual or an automatic bridge? No, no one does manual anymore. No one. Did you know that? They don't do manual. No one does manual. No one. They don't bother. Mm. They don't why, do they, why do they make manuals? Well, for, for, for people who like Love to, changing gears. Yeah, you know the old gear stick. Everyone loved that back in the day. <laughs> Well, they did, didn't they? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I didn't learn how did, to drive. Or was that long, just me? There was a long silence when you said everyone loved the gear stick. It's like, we have no idea what you're talking Put about. Put it this way, four on the floor, beat three on the tree is all I'm saying. Anyway. It's very hard to get three on the tree. For some reason. This has changed direction, hasn't it? My son thinks that because he's driven on a farm in a dirty old ute, that he can handle the traffic of Melbourne, right? Mm. So he thinks he's got, he's it, all, mm, he's got it all sorted. And he also, he also thinks that to uh, have a bit of music blaring is a good way mm. when you're learning to drive. Not for a man. I've said... If you, if, you lose, if you lose direction, you've got to turn the music down so you can think about where you need to turn. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's also, you know, the first thing you want to do too because yeah. you're finally in charge of the radio that's as the right. driver. That's so you right. want to fiddle with the stereo I a bit. I know. So that's been, been given the no on that one. But then <laughs> it gets worse. We go out with our L plates, right? We're driving along. He's going quite nice and we get to a roundabout. 
at the other part of the roundabout is another L driver. Oh, I like. But Perfect. they've got a proper instructor, like a one with a instructing sign. Not oh. someone obsessed with the gears. Yeah, you? not. The- <laughs> <laughs> not someone. <laughs> not someone who found so much joy. No. And what happened was my. Charlie started laughing because neither of them knew which one should go because it's two L platers. It was like a disaster. We sat there for about 45 minutes. Mexican standoff. It was a Mexican standoff of L platers. It was unbelievable. Do you know what? It's not down to them either. No one knows what to do at a roundabout in this city. (laughs) Little later, hook turn. When you're on the roundabout, everyone has to give way to you. Yes. Yes, you try telling her, I'll play that. She was quite good looking, the little plater too. Yeah, really? There was a bit of eyes Cheek. off going over okay, there. Hello. Uh, but the other match. problem is I, and I'm not proud of this, mm. uh, have made a, um, a campaign, a, a career of driving while putting on my mascara and painting my toenails and attempting a U-turn. <laughs> so I am not the person right. who should be teaching this boy how to. Uh, do you drive with your knees reading a novel and also applying makeup? I like to do 10 to 2, mm. uh, you know. Tend to do. Yeah, I do good. tend to do. Or do you do quarter to three? No, I'm very much uh, little finger on the steering wheel. Oh, yeah. Other finger. <laughs> Is that when you've got your license? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moonman, you were on postcards for a while, weren't you? I was, and I was unceremoniously dumped by the Nine Network. That's why I'm, <laughs> oh, that's I'm carrying how we a grudge. Get to the of it. That's why I'm, yeah. I'm chasing this 60 minute story till it ends because uh, in the summer of 2007, I tried to log on to my. <laughs> Nine network email addresses like access denied. Great way to find out. Rang up the network, sacked. Well, let's just reminisce about some of his greatest work, Bridge. Hi, I'm a here outside the shipwreck museum. I'm a here. I'm a here. (laughs) I'm a here. I'm a here. I was I was the Italian correspondent. <laughs> well, Moon Man, one man who has followed in your footsteps is the very Hopefully talented chef. Set, no, big Western Bulldogs fan too. He runs Maha, and he's now on no. postcards. And his name is Shane Delia. Good morning, Shane. morning guys. Shane Delia. Sorry, getting kicked off, mate. Yeah, um, obviously I didn't have guns like yours. So <laughs> big week for you though. Uh, tight loss to to Hawthorne, Hawthorne. Yep. and then Bob Murphy. Uh, yeah. His future is under a cloud, and you you bleed. Yeah, well, look, Bobby's a, the bull- Bob, Bobby's the strong strongest character we have. So, um, if Bobby wants to come back, he'll come back. He's just one of those people that will fight through anything, and he has his entire career. So uh, we're all mourning for Bob at the moment, but uh, he's the strongest. Do you know boss. who so, I'm in love with? Me. Uh, you and do you know who else <laughs> I'm in, in love, love with? You're in love with Shane thighs. Well, I, you no, can't well, stop talking. We're going to get onto them in a minute because <laughs> they're quite large. We're get get on them onto um, at MMM Hot Breakfast, Rosie. We need to show the world these yeah, thighs. Oh my god! I have, um, but I have a serious love, not just for your thighs, Shane, but for Luke Beveridge. Is uh, there just a love in the room for that man? Yeah. I've got something a bit of about man him. Love for Luke. I've, I've got a bit of man crush. love for Luke. Yeah. He's just something Straight about talking. him. Straight talking. He, he's, he's honest. He's hardworking. He cuts his own hair. What, what's not to love? Oh, yeah. He rides a skateboard. <laughs> he doesn't Fabulous. cut the back of it. He yeah. cuts the front of it. Well, he kind of just does a little self-trim every now and oh, then. Looks in the mirror him. and goes, I'm going to get the side fringe going today and snap, snap. Very love him. Now, mate, I've been meaning to ask you this. you got a new kebab shop down in Collingwood called Biggie Smalls. Of course, after the sadly departed notorious B.I.G. Did you have to pay (laughs) a bit of money for that trademark? Uh, I just had to to go through the normal trademark process. Really? You know, a couple of years ago, I I wanted to do something with the name. 
um, got trademark lawyers in, you know, on the case, and they just said this is the fee you have to pay. And so Biggie Smalls hasn't been cruised by a large black Cadillac. Although <laughs> 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 well, we've had a couple of people, we had a, this monkey call up and abuse us and say that we should be giving all of our proceeds to some kind of charity. Um, all the profits and I said well you have to make a dollar to give something back and we haven't made a cent yet so one day we'd love to support whatever charity is associated with Biggie Smalls Memorial but um, no we've done the right thing right. <laughs> so you've actually been stood over over the phone yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. thanks from for your LA. call Puff Daddy no, <laughs> yeah. no, not from LA from some monkey here in Melbourne so if you, now, if you... Shane I want to talk to you about your Spice Journey book because you love a spice it'd be fair to say uh, do you have a favourite spice yeah I like, tell me a spice you can put in any dish and make roll. it nice. Spice. Th- there's a spice which I use really prominently throughout the book from Turkey called. If you um, say star and e, <laughs> we are out of here. Nah, it's not star and e. Uh, <laughs> it's called. Uh, it's called um, pul biber. Now I know it sounds a bit oh. weird, but it's almost like um, Aleppo pepper. They call it. It's a, sp- it's a, it's a chili capsicum based spice. But where do you get it? See, I, it's all very all nice. the workshops. Did you say uh, lebo pepper? No, Aleppo. Uh, right. <laughs> not Aleppo. <laughs> <laughs> you are on the Lebo thing today, yeah, aren't you? It's all over Beirut. <laughs> he's just our man. Yeah. Oh, right. He's a bit obsessed at the moment. He just yeah, can't he's, he's um, but hey, anyway, yeah. You can get it anywhere at a good spicy type. Yeah, and look, you can buy it online. We sell it online too at Maha. Um, oh, right, but you can you can get it around town. A lot of the shops, good shops have got it. Mm. Yeah, well, Shane D'Elia on postcards now, running restaurants all over town like Biggie Smalls and, and also like Maha. We oh, appreciate your time. Lawrence is gone. Has anyone seen Lawrence Rosie? Hey, Shane, you better check your email. Make sure you're still on board. <laughs> you can still log on at the end of this. You know the drill. Get your nominations in. one triple three five three or Twitter at MMM Hot Breakfast. Seb Costello, Bridget Duclos and Lawrence Mooney here for Ed Mick and Das. I'll regret this. You can open the batting. Okay, this is my clown of the week. Oh, the 60 oh. minutes thing again. Yep. 60 yep. minutes, okay. Oh. And... It's not just 60 minutes. It's someone at 60 minutes needs to put their hand up and they need to step down because they sanctioned a kidnapping. Well, we'll see what happens there. We'll get the evidence. After this, we'll take your nominations, including I've got something on the Prime Minister, the real one who yeah. I want to nominate. What and have I'm... you got there, Sebastian, about there? <laughs> oh. There he is, just dropping in. Actually, too, I've got what have you got to never say? broadcast before stuff from Lawrence Mooney. Really? Which will make you shudder. Well, he's it a very so close friend bad. of mine, as no, you know. Sebastian, I'm a good friend with air. your father. Please say it hello to him for it, me. It was that bad. It's Clown of the Week, thanks to TGI oh, no. Fridays. Bridge? Now, Clown of the Week, I have got to nominate. Usually a friend, but today a foe. Oh, the Herald really? Sun. Ooh. The Herald Sun gets my nomination, and this is why, Seb Costello. They have printed a story today on page 19. The heading, Cougars punting on Dane. Mm, sounds familiar. Can mm. we just go back to uh, Channel 9 when uh, one young Seb Costello mm. uh, might have just been the one that broke this story? A single kick of the footy has changed the life of a Melbourne ice cream salesman, now packing his bags for the bright lights of the US. Victory in a grand final day longest kick competition led Dane Roy to a full college scholarship. Seb Costello with his exclusive report. Exclusive report a week ago, <laughs> uh, Monday before last year, and here on the Triple M Hot Breakfast. Well, so you have just say, clowned the Herald Sun, the uh, largest selling paper in the uh, in Christendom. Uh, when you said cougars punting on Dane, I thought <laughs> a bunch of old women were chasing <laughs> Dane Swan. <laughs> well, there are a few of those too. <laughs> That's another story. I got one to add to it too. The Prime Minister, let's clown Malcolm Turnbull. Look, he was trying to 
pretend like he understood Australian rules football over in China yesterday, oh. describing the game when he announced that Port Adelaide were going to play a game in China. Here's Malcolm. An enormous field, extraordinary athleticism. It is the leaping, jumping, flying game where the big men fly, as they say, and where possession is everything. Possession is everything. It is a game that moves faster than any other. So exciting. So, so exciting. exciting. Not as exciting as marrying a Pinot Grigio with a nice pork belly or a <laughs> Peking duck. I reckon you're a better Malcolm Turnbull than Malcolm Turnbull. What, um, I am Malcolm Turnbull. He didn't sound convinced, did he? No, no not he was convinced. Really That's a script. clown. Taylor's yeah. Hill, Brett, who do you want to nominate? You there, Brett? Yeah, I'm a here. Well, who are you nominating? <laughs> I'm a here. Oh, oh, I'm a here. You've got to jump on postcards. Knocked one on the way yeah. through. Thank you, Brett. That's all right, though. The guy who robbed the sex store. Ah, Dandenong sex store was robbed on Tuesday. No, last month it was. Got we away spoke about it earlier in the week. With money and uh, incense sticks. What would you have stolen from the sex store, Brett? No. <laughs> the big five-litre five pump pack of lube like Seb Costello? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you want pump action in a minute, Lawrence Mooney, it's coming from my well, left fist. Well, with that big rubber fist, you'd need the mm. five-litre yeah, pump Yeah, well, that big mouth, I need a big fist to shut it. Let's go to Laura and Graham. How you going, guys? Good. Who's your nomination? Uh, Jordan Spieth. Yeah, oh. the meltdown. Yeah, that wasn't great. Uh, what about the guy that did all the putting too? Which one was that? Was it, oh, um, uh, it was uh, Ernie Els. Ernie Els, who did about 20 million putts to uh, get <laughs> oh, it in. Clown Ernie Els. Let's do it. And nice Jordan Spieth. Though. Yeah, bad choking by Jordan, wasn't it? Yeah. We're here thanks to TGI Fridays now, Bridge. Every now and then we go out and do an interview for Channel 9 News. Yes. And it is so appalling that we can't even use it. Really? This oh, happened okay. a few weeks ago. Before the Essendon-Melbourne game, <laughs> there was a march to the MCG. Ah, oh. oh, yes, yes. And there leading the march was Xavier Campbell, the CEO of the yeah. club, Kevin Sheedy, legend of the football shoulder club. Shoulder. Sam Newman. Sam Newman yes, was there. Yeah. His yep. son, Max, was yeah. there. And speaking of people Lawrence who didn't Mooney. belong there, Lawrence Mooney, front and centre, leading the march. High mark member of the club. And now Lawrence, Lawrence got interviewed by Channel 9. Oh, no. And in the end, we couldn't use it because here's what he came up with. Oh, really? Well, I just feel uh, like getting behind the boys that are going to miss out this year. I feel very sorry for them and uh, they've got to stand aside. And, and also the hope that, you know, we might, like the Mighty Ducks or the film Cool Runnings, pull down, you know, a big one here and there this year. We're going to take some absolute kickings, I think. But, you know, we are, we're the um, West Indies bobsled team of the AFL. Okay, I meant to say Jamaican. Um, Mate, the Trinidad Tobagans and the Barbadosians don't get together and put together a West Indian bobsled team, you okay. peanut. Peanut? Yesterday, moron. Today, peanut. I like this it. Is, you are like Darren Lyons. This is bullying the workplace. Why don't you get yourself a mohawk? No, just oh, You're already a member of the oh, Liberal Party, you know so what, you're halfway how there. How about you go off and join the West Indian bobsled oh team, mate? How many had you had before I the match? I would have used that, Loz. I thought it was magnificent work. Yeah. Horrendous. Right. I do feel sorry for the boys, <laughs> those 12 that are missing out this year. And I've got to say, Travis uh, Travis Collier. Yep. Oak. 
I love him. Oh, good oh. for you. I want him to sign back on. Too. Brett and Graham, you've scored tickets to see the Bombers take on Geelong this Saturday at the MCG, the new country game blockbuster, in support of regional communities to Australia. AFL.com.au for tickets and information. Think tank, thanks to TGI Fridays. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> thank Look God it him. is Friday because yes. I have had a good <laughs> <laughs> You're out of here. But just before we move on, I uh, want to just harken back to Clown of the Week. Oh, uh, yeah. There's one that I didn't get in there because you may know, Bridge, that both Seb and I are Essendon supporters. Yes. And, and I went on the long march and I was mocked yeah. for it well, by the Nine of, Network. You were mocked to yet to own the kidnapping imbroglio. <laughs> you put in an appalling in performance. Beirut the, you should be happy because that yeah. actually finally made it to broadcast yeah. somewhere in the country because it was too appalling <laughs> to put to air the first time. But yeah, exactly. I was there representing the Essendon Football Club and now I believe that you've just jumped ship for the dollar. You've gone to the Western Bulldogs. Now you're ah. hosting events down at the Western Bulldogs. Oh. Just ask him, Richard, what he does on, on Saturdays for the Western Bulldogs. What do you do on pulling Saturdays down a bit for the of coin, Western Bulldogs? Pulling down a bit of coin to host the chairman's lunch or some other event. They're ex- an exciting football club and I enjoy working for them on match yeah. day. But Hello. when it comes to the Eston Football Club, Moon Man, I'm a here. I'm always yeah. a here. And may I say, I'm a here. may I say that I'm a here for St Kilda, but I'm doing, but I'm doing Collingwood. So come on. Now Eddie might not be here, but that doesn't mean we won't talk Collingwood because a good friend of ours has been happy enough to join us. This is a big coup for us too, guys. Yeah. On the line is Mick Moldhouse, and Mick, look, let's start with the tough stuff, the stuff we don't really want to talk about, but. Ed did say during the week that he wouldn't hesitate in doing what was right by the Collingwood Football Club. Is that your experience? Sorry, sorry guys. Eddie not there, is he? Uh, no, this no. is uh, Seb Costello, well, Bridge Declo, and Lawrence Mooney. Well, I, had, I was under the impression that I was going to be discussing a return to the Collingwood Football Club with Eddie. <laughs> really? I heard, well, I heard there's a position vacant for senior coach. <laughs> no. Becoming vacant in the year. <laughs> That's right. So well, Collingwood have uh, obviously Eddie just there, got. Is, he? No. No, is, is that serious? Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, Mick, but uh, Eddie's not here. Collingwood have gone south since you left. Uh, what's what's the problem with the club? Do you reckon? Well, do the maths. I wasn't. There. I'm not, I haven't been there for five years. They've gone from fourth to eighth to eleventh to twelfth, and they seem to be going further south. So, mate, Eddie's not afraid to do the right thing for the Collingwood Football Club. Is that what he said? Did he? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Well, he did the wrong thing by him in 2011 when he gave me the flick, didn't he? Uh, uh, Mick, have you heard of uh, moving on? Because I worry that you're just <laughs> hanging on to this a bit too hard. And it, bridge, yeah. Darling, with all due respect, with all due respect, I, I, I think you're, you're a wonderful young lady and I respect you immensely. <laughs> yep. When we talk about moving on, if there was a specific reason for me to move on, then I absolutely would. Right. But when the football club has made decisions to oust me and then not move forward and progress further up the ladder <laughs> and for more success, why shouldn't I be back there and why shouldn't I be bitter about that? <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, Mickey, you're bitter also that the Essendon players, the sacked uh, Essendon players, didn't want you to coach them? Well, I don't think they didn't want me to coach them. Pretty sure I, they, they didn't. Well, well, I went there, offered my services, and they are happy to go about their business the way they want. Look, I've got plenty of other things to worry about. I've got the recruit coming up, getting <laughs> paid a, an enormous amount of money to do that for Fox Health. So I'm very happy with that. But I am fully pulling, putting all my eggs into the basket of getting back to Collingwood. Um, Mick, uh, we know that you're a big fan of history and you've got an artefact room. What artefacts are you looking at at the moment? Well, I've got a statue of, a statue of Bucks here. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an artefact. 
It'll put pins through the eyes of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. what, those voodoo do- what were those voodoo dolls? Yeah. Well, Mick, we uh, wish you all the best in your endeavours. Always good to chat to you. Uh, Mick Moldshouse, thanks for your time. Yeah, good on I look you. forward to chatting to you next year when I'm the coach of the Collingwood Football Club once <laughs> and I lead them back to glory. Yeah, good. So oh, congratulations, yeah. mate. Great week. You've done a, 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 an amazing job. Thanks, yeah. Mick. I appreciate oh, that. Thanks, You're always my favourite coach. Weekend. Mick Moldshouse there. Thanks to David Scalzo. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He's uh, on the comeback trail. Our Prime Minister has been over in China doing some of his finest, really inauthentically describing AFL football. An enormous field, extraordinary athleticism. It is the leaping, jumping, flying game where the big men fly, as they say, and where possession is everything. Possession is everything. It is a game that moves faster than any other. So exciting. And the big men fly, quoting the title of Alan Hopgood's play, famous Australian play. There you go. Well, there you I go. thought that was See, highly disappointing. That was the real bloke, though, by the way. Yeah. That wasn't you doing any sort of work. That was Malcolm Turnbull yesterday announcing the game. When you say the real bloke, <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about, Sebastian? <laughs> well, hold Please that say gold. hello to your father for me. <laughs> hold that gold. We're going to get the Prime Minister, if you can organise him, Lawrence, I live will. on Triple M. Special moment, Bridge. A uh, very special moment because, of course, uh, Malcolm Turnbull, our uh, our Prime Minister, our esteemed leader, <laughs> is in China at the moment. Uh, now, we heard from him before talking about the AFL and the Port Adelaide match <laughs> and how the big men fly. And uh, we've managed to find him. We've managed to track him down and he is on the phone now. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning to you and uh, hello to everyone from Triple M. And I want to uh, immediately repudiate any suggestions that I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to AFL. I love the catching and the punting and the running. It's a great game, and uh, I enjoy it thoroughly. I enjoy the banner and the the run, all of it. Yeah, the rub down, the oils. What colours do Port Adelaide wear again? I've just forgotten. Yeah. For a minute. Port Adelaide is that a team? Um, <laughs> I, it's a it's a great place for infrastructure and import and export. Port Adelaide. I, I thoroughly enjoy going down there to speak to the people. One of the uh, Scott brothers, Mr. Prime Minister, was calling for a change to the blood rule. Do you think the blood rule needs to be changed? Well, the blood rule is interesting, Sebastian, because I, <laughs> I think that uh, blood uh, is a sign of, of life. <laughs> I, and uh, I, I have no idea what the blood rule is. <laughs> so if you could brief me on it. Uh, I might have an opinion about it. As long as it's moving in your veins, it's all right, Prime Minister. Now, uh, my daughter at the moment is travelling in China mm. uh, in a school group. Have you managed to uh, run into any young uh, young kids? Well, I've seen different groups of young Australians travelling around China, Xinjiang, Beijing, and I did run into a group of uh, children from Caulfield Grammar destroying some monster cones on public transport. So... Uh, <laughs> If that's your daughter, um, I put on her, put on her. She looks like she's having a great time. Prime Minister, it is the biggest travelling party we've ever had on a trade mission mm. from Australia to China. Is Christopher Pine among the travelling group? Well, Christopher's right here with me, and uh, as you know, Sebastian, he enjoys travelling on trains with me. I'll put him on. Hello, it's Christopher Pine. I'm about the ideas. Uh, boom. Ideas, ideas, ideas. Boom, boom, boom. That's what I'm over here trying to do. And uh, so I'm singing show tunes for the Chinese. As you know, I love Starbra. Oh, 
I am a woman in love. Thank you, Crystal. I'll give it back to me now. Okay. Uh, so he's having a great time over here. <laughs> well, Prime Minister, it's Crystal, is, Crystal is always the life of the party, oh, as you know. I bet she's a bit. Uh, well, uh, gee whiz, you're having a great time there. Uh, when are you back? I'm, I'm coming back on RAA. RIF one, uh, <laughs> excuse me, RIF one uh, on the weekend, I think, yeah. uh, and uh, Lucy and I'll be going back to Point Piper uh, <laughs> just to enjoy some yachting oh, well, and, so- uh, and and a nice Pinot Grigio. Well, I think safe she's travels. Got some Sangiovese too, just imported from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> safe travels, Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull. Thank you for your time. Yeah, that was good. Of him good on you, us. and good on you guys. And I'd just like to say that Triple M rocks Baronia. <laughs> James Young has wandered in from the Cherry Bar. He's just morning. He's just sauntered in here, ambled in. I must say I can confirm that uh, Mick Malloy is resting and recuperating. At Cherry Bar till 3am this morning. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> it was lovely to see. But Rosemary, can you please, I'm very excited about Tuesday next week. Take it away, Rosemary. Let's go. Oh, Black Sabbath are here. Oh, hello. Really? Woo! And it is the Aussie incarnation. It's yeah, it's Black Sabbath original lineup. Unfortunately, yeah. not not Bill Ward on no. drums, but everyone else is here. And this is the uh, end of world tour. It's the last time we'll ever see Black Sabbath. Are you sure? There are, yes, I'm certain. People say that, like John no, Farnham. It's going to be the they last do. time <laughs> that at Rod Laver Arena on Tuesday, and we're very very excited Ooh. about uh, seeing Aussie and Tony Iommi. Cannot wait to That'll see be Black Sabbath. Out, won't it? Well, we're talking Aussie will be there. Aussie's absolutely there, great man. War pigs, oh, Iron Man. So good. We were talking before about my stint in country radio up in the mid-north coast of New South Wales. You put the tree back in it, didn't there you? There was a pretty tough night down at Newcastle when the heaven and hell version <laughs> oh, of Black Sabbath wandered into town with Ronnie James Dio. And, I love uh, Ronnie James Yeah, Dio. no, it was great. It was great. We got out of there alive, just. <laughs> How good would your life be if you were the man that sang that song? You just get up in the morning and go, I did that. Yeah. That's what I did. You don't <laughs> need anything else in life. No. Just that. <laughs> they are the most important heavy metal band of all time. They invented Boom. heavy metal. And uh, I mean, have you seen that great T-shirt that says, um, the only thing you can trust in life is the first six Black Sabbath records? Right. And, uh, and I, believe, I believe in that. <laughs> and I'm very excited about the fact you're here next week. Oh, come on. I think, I think that T-shirt's been hijacked by land cruiser owners. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's an important weekend in Melbourne. It's, and in fact, uh, Australia, it's Record Store Day this yes. Saturday. Tomorrow. If you go to recordstoreday.com.au, they'll tell you all the wonderful things that are happening throughout Melbourne. I'll just mention one. One of my favourite record stores is uh, Greville Street Records yeah. in Greville yes. Street, Paran. They're having a David Bowie celebration with fantastic artists all performing for free. Tim Rogers, Ashley Naylor from Even, Dan Kelly, and um, Mick Harvey. From Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, oh. all doing Bowie songs in the, on wow. the tiny, on top of those carpet stairs at Greville Records. Hey, so that'll be fantastic. Why, tell me why. I'm really interested. Um, I love this for, uh, return of the vinyl. I'm mad for it. But what's what, what's brought it on, do you think? Well, that's a good I'm not sure, but we have had the flip, that's for sure. Now, yeah. even at JB Hi-Fi, they're now carrying vinyl. Yeah. People are fastidiously uh, collecting it. Um, for most of the um, DJs at Cherry, they, they play vinyl only. Do they? And, uh, it, and it's expensive, though. You'll pay, you pay $45. 
But we do love the 100 GSM. Just, just the weight of the vinyl. Just give me yes. the grammage. Ooh. More grammage. I want 180 GSM. I want colour on my vinyl. Well, it is about the cover, isn't it? And opening that sleeve and just looking at the big pictures. Your dimension. Ooh. Exactly. And grammage. Now, I wanted to mention, we mentioned Black, Black Sabbath. They are touring the world with opening act Rival Sons. Rival Sons, pretty much the hottest young band in the world at the moment. Uh, they're from uh, Long Beach, South Carolina, kind of a white soul rock and roll band. Wow. And uh, I can give you a glimpse of Rival Sons, if we may, Rosemary. It's going to open my eyes. I didn't know yeah, whether the air drum or air guitar there, they yeah. are awesome. Yep. There's a touch of um, of Robert Plant, isn't there? Yeah. You can, you can definitely hear the Led Zeppelin what range. In there. And how happy am I to announce that um, I managed to convince the band to do one headline show, side where, show. Where will that be? Thursday night at the Cherry <laughs> Bar in ACDC oh, Lane. Oh, uh, of course, we announced that this week on Tuesday. Fastest selling out gig ever in the history of Cherry Bar. Sold out. But I just wanted to say as a hot breakfast exclusive oh. for Bridget, Sebastian, Lawrence and Rosemary, Seb's fine. I back myself to get a second show added. So just oh, watch, really? watch the Triple M website wow. and the Cherry Facebook. I reckon there's a chance I can convince the guys to oh. add Wednesday of next week. It's Ooh. not a guarantee and I shouldn't have said it, but <laughs> I'd say I back myself. Get on the Facebook. Well, James Young from the Cherry Bar tells us everything that's going on in rock in this city and it is a pleasure to see you again, sir. Absolutely. And just mentioned Spencer P. Jones benefit. It is sold out tonight at the Prince of Wales with the drones at leader Paul Kelly, Tex Perkins, Tuamai, Renee Gaya. We do love the support for a great Melbourne musician, originally from New Zealand, but we call him Australia's <laughs> Keith. Yeah. James Everyone, Young from New Zealand own. is. It Australia. is my birthday week next week, so I might pull down one of those Wednesday birthday tickets. Week. Week. Yeah, it's the birthday week. The celebration starts. It's a festival. And now. Guys, quickly, there's a few Eastlink closures next week on the ramps. Eastlink apologising for inconvenience, but just keep in mind tomorrow, uh, sorry, Monday from 8 pm to 5 am, southbound Eastlink to Monash in both directions will be closed. Directions? I reckon the directions. Tuesday the 19th. (laughs) Armour here. Tuesday the 19th of (laughs) April 2016. I'm pretty sure we'll be sleeping in. uh, We'll be sleeping in, Loz. I'm pretty sure Monday where that won't affect us. Tuesday, anyway, check it out uh, on the Eastlink website for more information. I'm a little bit disappointed in you, Sebastian. Oh, why this time? Because you have been pumping up my added comedy festival. Sunday. Saturday, Saturday at 5 p.m. <laughs> at the Athenaeum. At 5 p.m. Comedyfestival.com.au. Would you call it a matinee? It is. Uh, let's call it a matinee. Ooh. 5 p.m. And uh, the Comedy Festival winds up this weekend. It does. On Saturday, on Sunday. So make sure you go and see all of our guests that we've had on this week. Um, Louise Armelan. Chris Waynehouse. Mm. Hot Breakfast Nate Police Balbo. Cops finishes at the Kelvin Club on Sunday night at 8.30. Mm. So there's a lot to get out and see. Mm. So make sure you do it before Sunday. Mm. Yes. What fun this has been, Bridge. Uh, I'd like to say uh, an emotional thank you. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and a teary farewell. Uh, no, it's been lovely. Thank you very much That's for having good. me and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> That's <just my> <laughs> <laughs> it's a great uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but the boys are back next week and they've got a bloody good lineup too. Oh, it's huge. They've got a bit of Meg Lanning who is a superstar cricketer for this uh, country. Oh, Oh, Anthony LaPaglia will Hello. be in, the suave actor of Ooh. Looking for Alibrandi fame. Uh, Wayne Carey, the duck. 
greatest player of all time. That's yeah, not a bad guess. Say hello to that one. No, fair enough. And David Spears, who is uh, the chief of the Sky News Bureau up there in Canberra, who's going to be filling for Graham Richardson while Richo mm. uh, recovers from that surgery, oh, and yeah. will be pursuing the sixty-minute story very hard <laughs> next week. So there'll be no one here from the Nine Network to bat away our claims. There's plenty of other things to do on Saturday afternoon instead of Lawrence's show. The footy's <laughs> on at Etihad Stadium. Hey, uh, Eddie will be here. He's from the Nine Network. He will be able to uh, bat away those claims. No, he'll be drilling down on the story because we want to see Tara Brown and the crew back on Australian soil. <laughs> At least within the next 10 to 15 oh, don't years. Don't do that thing where at the end to try and make up, you start to agree with my arguments. No, I'm not, I'm not giving it up that easy. I'm glad you go over the next 10 to 15 years. James, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's Channel 9's version of I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Please get me out of here. Yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> I know Can how she feels at the here? moment. Thanks for listening to the Triple M Breakfast Podcast. You can hear more from Seb Costello and Lawrence Mooney on Triple M in Melbourne from 6 till 9. Or listen live from anywhere in the world at triplem.com.au. Thanks to Mighty Helpful Mitre 10. They have a huge range of timber and they'll go to any length to get you what you want. On site, on time, in full. Check out your local store online. 